So the topic for today is discernment. And it's a huge topic. And uh, I'll refer you to the links that I sent. Um, discernment. When we're talking about discernment, um, and later we can talk about discernment on the path, but development of discernment is an essential portion of the path, particularly fifth chakra activation. Uh, fifth chakra activation, as I've said many times, um, in many ways depends on um, fourth chakra activation. Uh, five above four, um, the energy from root to crown quantity of that kundalini or that flow of intelligent energy that, that can even get to fifth ray in many ways will depend on the quality of activation of fourth ray or um, how well the lower triad, lower three chakras are unblocked or blockages released so that that energy, kundalini intelligent energy, can actually get from one to four and then one to four to five. So the um, intrinsic um, association or binding of uh, dependency of wisdom chakra development upon love or heart chakra development. Heart chakra development is very much about acceptance, um, uh, unconditional accepting. Ra calls uh, fourth dimension the density of love and understanding. Love as unconditional accepting. Um, what I call pure receptivity, uh, being uh, open in mind to what is rather than overwriting what is with distorted personal interpretation. Now, in Buddhism, which we'll get to this later, there are considered two levels of wisdom, panya or prajna in Sanskrit, panya in, San in Pali. There's mundane wisdom, and supramundane wisdom. And I'm going to get to that towards the end. Now, uh, if we look at the etymology of the word discern, it actually goes way back to um, discernere, um, which, uh, which is uh, Latin. Dis meaning away or off of. Uh, cernere or cerner, distinguishing, separating, sifting, uh, distinguishing, se separating away, or sifting off, distinguishing, and so distinguishing. Uh, the nature of distinguishment. What is that? Uh, it's in some ways a um, a separative process. Uh, if I can, you know, a psychologist with psychologically minded uh, approach can say um, that person's superiority complex arises out of or is associated with an inferiority complex, right? So it's compensatory to uh, underlying low self-esteem, low self-value. That may be so for somebody with, uh, you know, superiority complex. It may not be, but it usually is. That um, interpretation, which could be discernment, 
um, represents a kind of um, sifting away or sift or separating off of um, the apparent and the causal, a distinguishing between appearance and causal basis. This is very fifth chakra activation, <laughs> very much related to Blu-ray um, development, or it's a Blu-ray activity. Now, and, and again, that um, requires um, the green ray activation of the capacity to see or uh, acknowledge that there are two different things in play, an apparent and a causal, or an, uh, a, a, the uh, overt and the hidden or covert, what's visible, manifest, apparent, and what's invisible, causal, um, a, as a hidden basis. Now, so psychology as a whole is a discerning activity to the nature of uh, mind, and particularly uh, mental, emotional bases for um, manifest behavior, uh, but also speech and preference. Why do I have these tendencies? Why did he act such way? Uh, that kind of distinguishing off, separating off, sifting away of two um, is um, very much dependent on the ability to, to welcome uh, all there is, or to a willingness to accept that there's more here than what I thought, or there's more in play than simply the apparent or the manifest, the visible. And that's very much the basis of wisdom, whether it's uh, mundane or super mundane, is um, the ability to see beyond the visible or to realize causal basis. And in theosophy, uh, fourth density is called the causal plane which I never understood, but in terms of um, being the causative germ or seed for appearance, and the appearance may be behavior, it may be speech, it may be preferences, it may be even core beliefs, that those two, all of that, has a hidden causal basis that is very much associated with first, fourth chakra accepting and fifth chakra distinguishing. Now, when we talk about fifth chakra, from the Wikipedia on Vishuddha, Vishuddha, Vishuddhi, Sanskrit for fifth ray, throat chakra, um, if you look down the page at function, and although this is not coming from the most uh, awakened source, uh, if you look at you know the source of um, the, the passage of associated with function of fifth chakra, it comes from Bing, <laughs> a page called Vishuddha Bing Nose. Oh yeah, Bing Nose, I bet. Anyway, it is still interesting, <laughs> and I'll just read quickly the paragraph here to get a sense of what Fifth Ray is all about, and it's um, a good start. Uh, so function, Vishuddha Chakra Fifth Ray is known as the purification, known by some, obviously, not by all, as the purification center. Uh, and then it talks about um, where Amrita drips down from Bindu and goes splits into two forms. In the most abstract form, it's associated with higher discrimination, associated with creativity and self-expression. Uh, after this, I'm going to show what Ra says about fifth ray, and you'll see that there's, um, there's common ground here. 
So associated with higher discrimination, uh, associated with creativity and self-expression, um, it's believed, according to whatever source Bing is using, when Vishuddha is closed, and of course that's shallow because it's not a matter of open-closed, it's a matter of more or less activated. When it's less activated, or closed, it's really not closed, it's less activated, person undergoes decay and death. What the hell does that mean? It really means that um, they're not, we're not evolving, or there's blockage in soul evolution when it's closed, or when it's uh, low activation, of course. When it's open, meaning more, when it's more activated, negative experiences, meaning what people call negative, are transformed into wisdom and learning. And so that's the ability to distill love light from catalyst. The ability to transform raw catalyst, whether it's a situation or, or the dynamics of what a person comes to us speaking or doing, or what arises in the body of sensation, or what arises in the mind as thoughts and feelings and memories and tendencies even, uh, to be able to transform all that raw catalyst into wisdom and learning, meaning uh, to actually use it for soul evolution, meaning to learn from it, which means to understand it more fully, which is love and understanding, fourth ray. So here you'll see many ways the functions of fifth ray uh, overlap profoundly with those of fourth, or some of the functions that are uh, relegated to fifth ray um, are only achieved or only developed by the, the combined activation coordination of four and five. We can only learn to the extent that we can accept. We can only accept to the extent that we are committed to accepting, meaning we value unconditional accepting or we value um, um, un, unhindered seeing and allowing and being with and knowing. Unconditional knowing. Um, based in unconditional accepting, based in a value that that's good to do, based on um, that leads to a commitment. Like I've said, you know, love truth, love, love, love truth. Loving truth is that, I would say, you know, harmonious coordination of green and blue. Then it goes on and says, the success and failure in one's life are said to depend upon the state of this chakra, whether polluted or clean. And of course, that's distorted and unhelpful. It's not a chakras don't get clean or distorted or polluted or clean. Obviously, they're not garbage bins or bins that are full of garbage or empty or cleaned. That's another shallow view, I'd say. Uh, some healers have that view, but it's true. Success and failure in one's life means how much we learn from experience, how much we can progress on the path. Yeah, in many ways, does depend on blue ray which depends on green ray, which depends on the willingness to be free of lower chakra blockage, which depends on the awareness that I have a problem, or I have lots of problems, and those problems are in me. And those problems meaning they're, they're mine. I own my trouble. I'm the cause of my trouble. Even if other people are associated with it, I'm the cause of my pain uh, or suffering. And so then there's a difference between pain and suffering. Okay, okay. You know, pain inevitable and suffering optional. The suffering in some ways is the fashioning, um, the self-fashioned thoughts and feelings that make more stress and dukkha from any life catalyst. But in many ways, it's true that um, the, the degree to which we can learn from 
experience or learn from Catalyst, efficient use of Catalyst, uh, continue on our path, very much depends on capacity for discernment and um, this clear distinguishing, this uh, commitment to um, honest recognition or uh, allowing oneself to be open, the open, open mind that is willing to uh, be impressed upon by reality or by the visible and the invisible, by all that is, by that which is. And then it goes on here, the feeling of being guilty is given as the most prominent reason for this chakra to block kundalini energy moving upwards and then associated with the element akasha or ether. And then in terms of element progression, first ray earth, second ray water, third ray fire, fourth ray air, fifth ray ether or space, which is not air. It's actually, air is in some ways the movement of, of um, dissolved solid in space. <laughs> That's a whole other story. I'm not going to get into the... the um, this is another topic we can pick up on, is um, spiritual path as um, chakra development seen through the filter of element, of the five elements. Five elements then, not just four. And um, earth, water, fire, air, and then space. And then sixth element in some systems, six chakra, is consciousness, which fits exactly... Um, understanding um, you know the higher jhanas five and six infinity of space infinity of consciousness so the fifth jhana very much like the fifth chakra element ether space and the sixth jhana infinity of consciousness perception of infinity of consciousness very much being like the sixth chakra element related uh, consciousness so but this sense of feeling of being guilty I don't know if it's the most prominent reason for the chakra to block kundalini but it's surely an interesting perspective on the nature of the blockage of fifth ray or why people don't have discernment. Now, Gautama said um, the way to the development of discernment or the karmic basis for those who, quote, have discernment, those who are discerning, those who can learn from life, those who continue um, developing my body spirit uh, during incarnation in a steady way, um, with some, uh, with the functions of creativity and self-expression also in play, uh, are people who um, are free of self-blame, <laughs> the feeling of being guilty. This is second chakra blockage. And in the theosoph theosophical material, Alice Bailey, there's a very interesting connection between second and five. So orange and blue, the Denver Broncos. So orange and blue, second ray, fifth ray have a very close relationship too and so <laughs> I was thinking about this before we can talk about fifth ray uh, talking about discernment um, in terms of its uh, presence on the one three five seven hard quote hard line of chakras the nature of the one three five seven line as distinct from the two four six line we can also talk about um, fifth ray in terms of those two lines uh, in terms of the central chakras where the end points 
uh, one and seven uh, surround three and five. And the chakra band seven one surrounds the inner chakra band five three, uh, in which itself is surrounded by six two. But if we take out the endpoints one and seven, which are pre-conscious and post-conscious, actually, <clears throat> meaning the state of development, and then we have take out the endpoints of two and six, um, then we really have three, four, five. And in many ways, we can say the heart of soul evolution in third density is the development or working on three, four, five. Six chakra adept work is optional. <clears throat> Second chakra is, um, you know, ought to be, <laughs> ought to be, uh, well developed enough, but it isn't. And in many ways, that's what the negative, that's a great achievement of the Orion is to keep people stuck in orange ray, similar to what Ra said, talking about the heavy drop down or coloration of orange by, uh, of human civilization. The main work, 345, or the central chakras, 345, have in its center four. And so the heart of soul evolution in third density, as Ra said, is to learn the ways of love. It's fourth chakra activation that allows the, the transit from third chakra blockage or the yellow ray condition to fifth ray blue discernment. And, and so then, and that many very much requires uh, transcending or healing low self-value, second ray blockage. You can't do the three, four, five work um, until the second ray is uh, cleared enough and there's a healthy enough sense of self, or the sense of me is not bound by um, lovelessness, self-hatred, self-control, low self-value, low self-worth. That has to be healed before you can even get in much to the 345 work, which is in many ways the heart of evolution in third density, which leads to discernment. Now, when we go to the second link, or another link, Law of One, Session 15, 1512, um, Don asked, well, how does an individual go about balancing himself? What's the first step? Ra gave a whole long answer about the seven rays, seven chakras, and said there's only one step to balancing oneself, 1512, understanding of the energy centers which make up mind-body-spirit complex. Okay, And then Ra goes through the seven rays. Uh, so, number one, it's an interesting thing that there's only one step, but that one step is seven rays, <laughs> which takes billions of years, actually. Ra's two billion years older in late sixth density to third density. Okay, so one step that takes billions of years and hundreds, I guess, many hundreds of incarnations. <laughs> one step, uh-huh. But when talking about second ray, in the middle of the first paragraph reply, Ra said, the next energy complex which may be blocked is the emotional or personal complex known as orange ray. So second ray guilt that is said to be the most prominent cause of the Shruti blockage or lack of discernment uh, is guilt uh, associated with emotional, personal blockage. Blockages of the personal sense of self. Very much tied to emotionalism, emotionality, um, people who would rather, whose mind is, whose p positions or opinions are determined by emotional set, emotional um, preference, emotional preference as the basis for belief and opinion is not love, <laughs> is not wisdom, is not discernment. And Gautama said um, in 
you know, what I'd say in space and time in past lives, the karmic root of discernment is those who've gone to the wise and the worthy uh, regularly, asking uh, what is to my long-term welfare and benefit and what is not. What's skillful, what's unskillful, what's helpful, what's unhelpful, what is the way. And those who don't go, you know, those who we find don't have discernment or don't know what the hell's going on, can't understand phenomena or society or themselves or you know when we're stuck also in not knowing um, it's associated with this you know uh, second ray blockage that is the basis of not learning and so going to the wise and the worthy to ask what's for my long-term welfare and benefit uh, which doesn't give us any kind of universal moral any universal absolute but surely gives us more instruction or guidance as what they think is skillful, unskillful, helpful, unhelpful, what really will benefit me. Um, in many ways, you can say that the reason that people don't do that, many people don't in this world, many people here have little discernment. <laughs> Generally, yeah. There's a lot, you know, how many people can agree on truth or even listen well? It's difficult. Why? Because of second chakra blockage. And so when we are stuck in second chakra blockage, <clears throat> stuck in emotional attachment or emotionalism attachment, attachment to emotionality, emotion, it feels good to have a strong feeling. This attachment to strong feeling, the preference of strong feeling, I want strong feeling. Many people are that way and we ourselves can be that way when we're stuck in anger or sorrow or whatever. Uh, that attachment to that that would be to me obviously a second ray blockage um, of the personal complex associated with attachment to emotionalism and often attached or associated with low self value low self esteem guilt I'm bad therefore I don't want to go to the wise and the worthy there are no wise and worthy I'm wise and worthy I'm amazing I'm special whatever I think is right and I'm me, and that's just the way it is, and it's great that I'm me, and everybody should celebrate me, or I celebrate me. No path. <laughs> There's no path. And so, to me, that probably uh, belies or reveals or comes out of low self-esteem, meaning I can't admit that some people know better, know more, their knowing more is a better and uh, I'm the author of all my troubles and pain and problems and blockages. And even I have blockages. Even I have work to do. Even I have pain. These days, many people, you know, mistake uh, pain for pleasure. Or mistake uh, opinion for universal truth. And have some sense that there are none wise and worthy above me. There's nobody above me. There's no path. I'm not unwise. How dare you call me a fool? There is no path. There is no greater development. This is me. I love me. Okay, no problem. However, is there low self-value there? Is there guilt there? Is there discernment in that mind? I don't know. Check it out. And so this um, association between secondary blockage, guilt or low self-esteem, and not going to the wise and the worthy, or not even acknowledging uh, responsibility for problems or not even seeing problems you know there is no pathology um, everything I do is good and right and true and healthy because I like it because that's because it's me 
uh, is very much associated with not going to others for instruction or recognizing some people know more than me or some people are more clear and more well than me. Uh, that whole, you know, that's the basis of idiocy or autism. Idios meaning self-based person. Second ray blocked person is an idiot in, in a scale of development of wisdom. As a soul, it's still the one infinite creator. As a being, that mind-body-spirit complex is the one infinite, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. That's uh, the one infinite creator in the manifestation of idiocy in, uh, human, manif in human form. Okay, Autism, self-circumscribed. Uh, uh, but this, the, the relation between second ray and fifth is very interesting. And um, seeking instruction, seeking correction, Acknowledging I need instruction. I need correction. I'm not uh, perfect. <laughs> I have problems. I have blockages. I have imbalances. I have weakness. I have fear. I have attachments. I cause my pain. It's my problem. Mine. <laughs> and it's no good. And I'd rather get out of it. And, I'd and I'm not um, free and easy. All that acknowledgement leads to seeking. Leads to finding. Leads to discernment. Continued discernment. Then, then, down the page, we see a Blu-ray. The Blu-ray center of energy streaming is the center which, for the first time, is outgoing as well as in-pouring. This is, again, 1512 from the raw material. The first time I read that, I remember um, being knocked on my chair there. Oh, you mean green ray is not outgoing? You can't give love? Well, no. Ra said... Um, the first one is outgoing and important. The, the first chakra up the line that's outgoing and in-pouring is five, not four. So that four is in-pouring. You can be love. You can uh, establish, you know, you can, you can offer a field of love, which is pure receptivity or in-pouring. But the first expressive chakra, in a certain sense, is five. Ra said... Those blocked in this area may have difficulty in grasping the spirit-mind complexes of its own entity, meaning one's own psychology, one, the, the deeper level causal truths of one's own being, or one's mind. Why I am the way I am, and, and just quite how I am as the basis of what I think and say and do. And then further difficulty in expressing such understandings of self. So that's the first and second functions of, of Blu-ray. One, being able to grasp or know um, oneself deeply, one's deep mind and um, yeah, existential nature, or spirit complex, which is one's beingness. To know the deep mind and to know one's spiritual nature or beingness. Secondly, um, the function of expressing such understanding. So, deep self-knowing, and um, true self-expression, or the expression of such deep self-understanding. Third is shown, Ross said, entities blocked in this area, blue-red uh, blue blockage, may have difficulties in accepting communication from other mind-body-spirit complexes. That we know. Um, and so, not able to listen. Not getting uh, the other person's point not being quiet enough to be impressed upon, to have mind impressed by others' expression. Uh, uh, being s stable, being of stable mind, 
in some degree of non-emotionality or freedom from emotional charge, or at least a suspension of emotionalism, uh, being quiet and receptive, fourth ray, uh, enough to actually receive the communication of others truly and know it. Accepting communication is a fourth ray, fifth ray blend. The acceptance for what's being accepted is is um, thought or expression uh, five. So green, blue. Um, and so these are the three functions, these are three primary functions of Blu-ray that are associated with um, quality or development of discernment. Uh, the capacity to discern, to, you know, to know one's own deep mind and one's spiritual being, true nature, more and more, being um, discerning, <laughs> this knowing coming from discerning, a kind of distinguishing, which um, rests on the capacity to uh, allow the nature, to allow the deep mind to flow freely to the conscious mind, coming from a value. Uh, first of all, the distinguishing that there is a deep mind, <laughs> there is psychology, or there are hidden causal bases for my uh, tendencies and my behavior and my speech. My preferences have a causal basis. My mind, my conscious mind has a causal basis. That's the first distinguishing. Then the uh, uh, ability to allow it to flow to the conscious mind comes from also the value or an acknowledgement of the value of that. It's good to not repress my mind. <laughs> it's good to allow uh, a free flow of thought and feeling so I may know myself better because I don't fully now. And it's good that I do because it is to my long-term welfare and benefit. All of that is wisdom. All of that uh, uh, increases discernment. All of that is the exercise of discernment strengthens discernment. So the exercise of a, of a needed function strengthens the, the capacity of the function. So the exercise, you know, use it or lose it. Um, exercising the brain, the brain organ, that's silly. How about the function of mind called discernment? exercising that function strengthens our, our ability to make use of it. That's one, self-knowing. Number two is the capacity to express that deeper self-knowing. Again, this is a potentiation of the matrix of mind. This is um, love between the um, high priestess and the magician. Tarot cards two and one, one and two. High, pre, you know, matrix of mind, potentiator of mind, the depth of mind, the verticality of mind, the the depth of one's self-awareness, the deep, the depth of self-knowing, a deep, a deep thinker, a deep person, uh, is one who has the value um, of deepening awareness and self-understanding, and then, of course, understanding of anything, understanding of other, understanding of society, understanding of cosmos and spiritual and metaphysical, right? If you don't value it, you won't get it. Um, and if you value it, you will, uh, if, if we keep going. And so the third function, again, is accepting communication from others. And that really is the, the skill of learning, of listening. Learning by listening. Um, knowing by listening. The importance of listening. 
and it's very um, it's a very high skill I'd say to listen well to want to listen well to know how important listening is to know how much I may learn by listening and when I'm listening well and when I'm not listening well what is um, right listening <laughs> wrong listening or at least skillful listening or um, true listening so I may really get what you're saying and and then I can get who you are and then I can get um, understanding of how to help if if that's the situation if that's possible so these are functions of blue ray all associated with discernment now <clears throat> when we go to the Buddhist page access to insight authors uh, Gunaratna um, talking about jhanas in Theravada Buddhist meditation down the page is a section called the way of wisdom and I can't read the whole thing it's worth worthy of uh, a ten-part series but um, couple from the first paragraph and a couple down uh, Gunaratna great teacher actually is uh, Henapola Gunaratna uh, Sri Lankan uh, section 5 jhanas and the super mundane meaning the trances the 8 jhanas or 9 uh, way of wisdom very much I would say again associated with 4th and 5th uh, and 6th jhana 5th uh, and 6th jhanas being perception of infinity of space perception of infinity of consciousness but particularly space um, the way of wisdom briefly some of it here the goal of the Buddhist path complete and permanent, permanent liberation from suffering is to be achieved by practicing the full threefold discipline of morality concentration and wisdom Shila, Samadhi, Prajna. Morality, concentration, Samadhi, wisdom, Panya. And again, all of it's associated with wisdom in the sense that <clears throat> even acknowledging that there is morality and it's important because it'll really help me. And its nature is ahimsa and um, that which is of long term welfare and benefit to me that allows me to be of more welfare and benefit to you. If I'm, if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't do too much to help anybody else. Uh, that's the threefold discipline going on. The mundane jhanas, and so comprising fine material and four immaterial, pertain to concentration, which they fulfilled an eminent degree. Um, but these states, meaning the four early jhanas, don't ensure complete deliverance, incapable of cutting off the roots of suffering. So. Uh, what I uh, we'll go to the beyond that so we know about the threefold discipline or the nature of Buddhist path and the summit being wisdom, panya, prajna but again there are two levels or two types of wisdom and then uh, further down next paragraph just to know what's required to achieve complete deliverance from the cycle of rebirths or reincarnation in the octave is the eradication of the defilements uh, since the most basic defilement is ignorance, avidya, the key to liberation lies in developing its direct opposite, namely wisdom. So the counter of counterpart of ignorance is wisdom, panya. Then, two paragraphs down is the point I want to say. Fundamental to the discussion in this chapter is the distinction between two terms crucial to Theravada philosophical exposition, mundane and supermundane, lokia Lokatara. So mundane wisdom, super mundane. And here, the term mundane, 
applies to all phenomena comprised in the world or loka, right? Kama loka, arupa, rupa loka, arupa loka, realm or world. Mundane applies to all phenomena comprised in the world or or found in quote the world, to subtle states of consciousness as well as to matter, to virtue as well as evil, meditative attainment as well as sensual engrossment or engagement. The term supermundane, in contrast, applies exclusively to that which transcends the world. That is the nine supermundane states, and these are it's just a one Buddhist accounting nibban. The Four Noble Paths, or Maga, basically the four achievements leading to Nibban and their corresponding fruits, which experience the bliss of Nibban. So the four stages of awakening, right? So Tapanna, and then Once-Returner, Non-Returner, and then Arahan. Those are the four fruits of the four paths. It's really one path, but from one to the other is considered a distinct path, you know, from worldly person to Sotapanna, Sotapanna to once-returner to once-returner to non-returner, non-returner to Arahant. Four paths, four fruits, this is nine, if you want to call it that way. But the, the achievement of these four states of awakening and the culmination being Nirvana, freedom really from all ignorance, is super mundane wisdom. So there's a difference between the discernment that leads to mundane wisdom and the discernment that leads to super mundane wisdom. Super mundane wisdom is really knowing reality beyond the five skandhas, beyond conceptualization. It's a flash uh, of absolute reality knowing that doesn't depend on thought or consciousness. What the hell is that? You gotta, you gotta get it. You gotta have it. You gotta, you gotta experience it to know it. And even then, no, it can't be known. Actually, it can't be known or conceptualized. It can be known but not conceptualized. How about that? It can be experienced um, but not f- truly conceived. It's incomprehensible. And so, freedom from progressive freedom from um, attachment to the whole body mind spirit system, the whole body mind system, uh, as these uh, stages of awakening. So that's um, higher level discernment, obviously. And so um, it really can't be put into words like uh, Tao Te Ching, chapter 1. The, it's often translated as, uh, or Mr. Arthur Whaley, who's a good guy, translated it as, The way that can be told of is not an unvarying way. The names that can be named are not unvarying names. D.C. Lao translated as the way that can be spoken of is not the constant way. The name that can be named is not the constant name. Okay, so way and name or reality uh, and its description uh, can't be uh, conceptualized. (laughs) Very simply, and again, if we go to the Chinese, it's uh, Tao Ke Dao Fei Chang Dao, <laughs> meaning the Dao that can be Ke. The Dao that Ke is is the one that they translate as told of or spoke of. It's not actually. It's um, it's uh, operationalized. It's um, acted upon. It's uh, um, the the Dao that can. The, the Tao that can um, 
be known is not the true Tao. Meaning, uh, conceptualization uh, is not possible for absolute reality. And that's super mundane wisdom. And that's not really the discernment that, that is concerns us because to get to these four fruits uh, of stages of awakening in Buddhism, a very deep samadhi must be achieved. Uh, and that is going to be associated with the ability to bring the first five rays into a crystallized or uh, profoundly developed condition. And so the samadhi deep enough that leads to super mundane wisdom or the uh, super mundane panya uh, and the four awakening stages, uh, that samadhi is beyond actually um, con- concept-based discernment. It's, it, it's a quieting or a profound stilling of the whole body-mind system. And that's similar to what Ra called the crystallized healer, that the adept is the one that can do that, or um, what Ra said, uh, holding a steady, a silence of mind at a steady state as the basis for deep... Now, that can be the basis for uh, deep self-knowing discernment too, and it can be the basis of um, super mundane knowing wisdom which in some ways could be seen as um, the fifth chakra either directed down or directed up. Um, The fifth chakra, knowing um, deep mind or mind-body or knowing the self uh, versus knowing mind-body, quote, directed down, or knowing spirit or knowing one's being or knowing being. You see, it's not one's being. Um, My true nature is true nature, not your true nature or mine. It's the true nature of, of reality that manifests as a sense of self, but um, is obscured by a sense of self. The sense of self falls away in the stages of awakening, obviously. And so true nature is not my true nature. It's not a possession. There's not a self to possess a true nature. There's reality um, that can be called true nature or my true nature, which is uh, discernment of the transpersonal. And transpersonal is beyond the unified self even, meaning the, the sense of identity falls away. And so those are the higher levels of discernment, or the higher functions of fifth ray. Um, you can say knowing the spirit complex, um, but it's actually knowing reality beyond the, the five skanda mind-body-spirit complex itself. These, these are the stages of awakening as far as I know. And so um, that is a brief down and dirty discussion of uh, discernment. And obviously it's all related to path. And interesting to me is the association between second ray blockage and, the, and fifth ray blockage or lack of discernment or lack of deep knowing. And then, of course, discernment pertains to knowing deeply anything, not only deep mind, personal mind, but all the levels of mind and all the levels of reality potentially to be known. And interestingly, um, Ra's um, 
listing of the levels of mind, the tree of mind, um, represent um, realms of potential knowing. Meaning, there's the conscious mind, there's the deep personal mind, there's the racial mind, the planetary mind, and the cosmic mind. Um, those realms of knowing, or levels of mind, you see, mind and reality are ultimately one. But to the extent that there's identity, then we distinguish mind from uh, that which may be known. So there's a Hindu saying, when, when the knower, the known, and the means to knowing are one, then there is Brahman, or the Logos, or uh, full awakening. So full awakening uh, comes by the unification or the end of uh, separation, uh, experiencing of a separation between a knower, a known, and a way of knowing. So that's cosmic. <laughs> that's the, quote, cosmic mind, which reveals that there's no mind. That's a very traditional Buddhist school, the school of no mind. And so there's the idea of Buddha is mind, but there's no mind. Um, awakening, awakening is freedom from ego, but there's no ego to be free from. The realization that there's no ego, the realization that there's no mind, or that sentience is not separate from that which it's aware of. Ultimately, um, there's one field of reality called the octave. Love, light, light, love. Intelligent energy, um, that's what identity is. <laughs> identity is intelligent energy the oct uh, the the octavic the octave of multidimensional forms and and uh, beings of uh, apparently distinct consciousness and and personality nama rupa name and form that is intelligent energy of the octave that is true identity or ultimately uh, the source of that is our you know the logos being true identity beyond the octave or the source of the octave is the identity of all being in the octave, obviously. Um, this kind of thing is uh, the, distinguish the, the dissolving of a distinction between knower, known, inner, outer, right, subject, object, and a means of knowing or a body, mind, that's owned by the owner, owned by the knower as the way it knows the outer or the objective. That whole thing falls away in supermundane panya, which is discernment basically um, going beyond itself. <laughs> discernment dissolving in the truly transpersonal and the trans-identified, trans-identification, meaning beyond formation or fashioning of identity, beyond ahamkara. And so that's, um, but that kind of, the, the, that realization, those realizations, progressive um, realizations of um, the unity beyond uh, the personal and the, the ahamkaric identity, separative identity fashioning. That whole thing is gone. And that is not a function of fifth ray, but fifth ray uh, basically the unification of the first five rays or mind-body. The unification of mind-body in a certain energy way, energetic um, integration is the basis for all those realizations done by six ray or done by six ray activation the four stages of awakening and the realization of the truly transpersonal beyond fashioning of identity that's where discernment goes uh, but before there 
um, the healing of um, self-related complexes, psychological self-related complexes like guilt or shame or low self-value, low self-esteem, um, superiority and inferiority complexes, which are really not different. The inferiority complex often is associated with certain pride, and the superiority complex is often associated with some shame. Generally, very common, very common. And in fact, you can say that all uh, polarized expression is simply the manifestation um, of, of an underlying um, polarity or opposition. So the, the person who says, I'm such a shithead, I'm so fucked up, I'm so terrible, quote, inferiority complex, um, may be attached to that view by some strange kind of pride. Nobody's more screwed up than me, and don't you dare question it. And then the one that comes off as arrogant um, generally has this terrible, nagging doubt of, am I really screwed up? Am I really right? Am I really what um, I demand they think I am? So, <laughs> any polar, and Raw talked about that, is the nature of healing mind, initiation healing of mind, is internalizing the polarity of your dimension. Meaning, uh, any distorted polar, any distorted emotion, any distorted basis coming out as an emotional charge or as the causal basis of emotional charge arising. Right? I got so angry. I got so sad, I got so scared. The, that emotional charge traced back to a causal root, a causal foundation, generally as some psychological complex that's polarized, or psychological complex is naturally polarized, like, I'm so angry because um, I have a sense of pride that was wounded by a weird word. But that sense of pride is generally compensatory to a sense of self-doubt or low self-value, low self-worth, generally. Uh, that whole nest of uh, psychological tangle uh, can be healed by putting the two together and realizing, um, I, uh, yes, I can be this and yes, I can be that, um, but I can forgive self for it all too and um, change this mind. That's what we talked about before. Can you change your mind? Yes, indeed. I think it's eminently possible to transform mind fully including all the karmic carry-in from past lives, such as sense of self, preferences, core beliefs, values, tendencies, attachments, you know, all of it uh, I can be profoundly transformed, um, if you wish, if we wish. And so all of that um, is discernment, to know all of that is possible. And then um, to see its value is love. So to know to know what's possible, to know the potential is discernment. To value it is love. Uh, but they work together. And so discernment is really, really important. Many, many times I've talked about love without wisdom. Ra talked about it, basis of martyrdom and the weakness that comes from um, being deeply loving but rejecting discernment. I mean, love wisdom equals love discernment, the basis of wisdom being discernment, uh, clear distinguishing, careful distinguishing, uh, not only of self, but also, you know, the outer or systems, processes, causal relations, 
outcome, causes, causal basis, and likely consequence. Uh, values, proper values, or clear values, or helpful values, useful values. Uh, some information is more important than others. Uh, some decisions lead to better consequences than others. Um, the, the wisdom basis of decision, decision-making, definitely requires uh, an eye to likely consequence. This is all wisdom. This is all Blu-ray, resting on love and open-heartedness and the value that uh, open heart, open mind is good. It's the support for my way. So, um, finally, um, I may not take much from it, but the chapter of Dhammapada called The Fool, um, Balavaga, which I did a talk on, from Buddha Rakshita, Rakita, um, very nice material. Uh, you know, um, if there's no discernment, then there's no distinction, there's no polarity of wisdom and foolishness. If indeed there are, there is a spectrum of development of Blu-ray, then there is uh, that which is a development we associate with greater wisdom and discernment, and that which is associated with lesser development uh, foolishness or not not very wise and not very discerning uh, and just a couple here that, that shows um, this 65 though only for a moment a discerning person associates with a wise man quickly he comprehends the truth just as the tongue tastes the flavor of the soup uh, 67 ill done is that action of doing which one repents later, and the fruit of which one weeping reaps with tears. Well done is that act 68. Well done is that action of doing which one repents not later, and the fruit of which one reaps with delight and happiness. And so, um, discernment, ultimately, the value of discernment is the value of doing good for ourselves as the basis of doing good for others. If you want to be good to others, you better be good to yourself. You better learn. If you don't know how to be good to yourself, how can you really know what it means to be good to others? I don't think you can. So how we're not good to others, how we're not taking good care of ourselves are just those ways that we don't know how to take good care of others. And the distinction between um, wisdom and folly, the wise man and the fool, the one with discernment and the one without much discernment, um, in many ways requires um, or, or is, is based in awareness of um, causes and consequences and um, trial and error, learning from experience, learning from catalyst. The catalyst that arises now is the consequence of my causes before knowing the nature of uh, my ca the causes or how I uh, made this happen, knowing the nature of what I'm experiencing now as whether pleasurable or painful, dukkha or sukkha, supportive or not supportive to, my, to what's best for me, um, which is best for all, actually, because it, it's not going to be in harm, it's helpful. 
uh, knowing that causal sequence from the causes of what I'm experiencing now as the consequence of what I did before, my choices and decisions, and considering the consequences of my various options here in making a decision about how to act now. All of that is associated with wisdom and discernment, and that's very important. So, that'll be it for now, for the talk on the the lecture portion of discernment, and I hope it was helpful. Um, Thank you for all in attendance. Take good care. See you next time, and good night.